And ladies and gentlemen, this is Wrestlers with Experience with myself, Dietrich Davis. And Mark Morell. And I'm not going to say what number this is because we're shooting a few episodes today. So <laughs> it'll work out when we work out. But we, I believe, filmed 26 episodes yes, so sir. far. It's 26 and, uh, and counting. Right. So today's episode, you know, it's hell in a cell time. Um, I hate gimmick pay-per-views, but I feel as if we should spend a quick episode talking about Hell in a Cell. Right. And the way that match has worked over the course of years and shit like that. Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. First, before we get into, as I pull up the show notes on, well, not the show notes, the links to the card for this week, because I also want to do like a preview show. Okay. Um, You mean a pop show? A pop, yeah, if we can legally hold on to that. Okay. We got hit with a, a weird letter <laughs> from the the music board. Yo, YouTube, a lot of YouTubers are putting it up. YouTube is becoming a very sad place. Um, it's, it's, you know, I like YouTube. I use it for a lot of information, this, that, and the other. But it's really becoming, there has to be a new creation very soon. But yes, this is our hashtag pop shows. Um, previews, pre- uh, opinions, and predictions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to, before we go into talking about Hell in a Cell Heavy, and let me turn my headphones up really quick. All right. Before we go in heavy about talking about um, Hell in a Cell, you know, this is the 20th anniversary of Mick Foley and Undertaker's match. When you got here, we watched the 15 minute micro documentary that WWE put up upon it. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruce Pritchett also did a whole episode based on this. Right. It was just a weird day. Uh, people lost significant others. Everything was just happening during that show. Yeah. Um, let me ask you, so for me, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, let me, I usually let you go first, but for me off rip, I only have two favorite Hell in a Cell matches, and it's the one with Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker which was the go home after Unforgiven, or I believe, because in Unforgiven that year he threw Brock through the, uh, or Brock threw him through the Unforgiven sign, right? And then it was the Shawn Michaels and Undertaker Hell in a Cell, the match. first one, right? Right, and for me, those are the two, which was the debut of Kane at the time, mm-hmm. and this, that, and the other. And for me personally, those were my two favorite Hell in a Cell matches. Now, what are your two favorite? Well, off the rip, I'm going to say Taker and Mankind because Mm. I think that one raised the bar as far as like uh, Hell in a Cell matches. And I'm I'm going to break down how that, I think, ruined Hell in a Cell for a while. But keep going. And then, uh, damn, I can't believe I'm actually going to say this one. Batista and Triple H, their rematch for the heavyweight title. After WrestleMania. Yeah. Twenty-one, if be- I'm correct, yeah. yes, because mm-hmm. Batista got the the rub at WrestleMania twenty, right? Uh, twenty-one, excuse me. Um, so I say those are two respectable matches. Mm-hmm. But looking back at the Hell in a Cell match with Mick Foley, um, one that shouldn't have even been allowed to happen because he could have broke his neck. He didn't break his neck, but he could have. We do know it shortened his wrestling career. It did. Without question. Mm-hmm. The of the big issue I have with that match, that that match, there's not a single wrestling move in it. It it's was a brawl. Really just two, it's really just three bumps. It's the bump into the th- thumbtacks. It's the bump into the, or through the cell, into the ring. And, and it's the, the bump, bump through the announcer's table. Right. And... If you take out that, that is technically the worst match in wrestling history if you just take out those three bumps. Mm-hmm. Mick Foley is capable of having, and at that time was capable of having, phenomenal matches. Yeah, and matches that told a story. Right. <clears throat> He's told stories with The Undertaker before at 97 Survivor Series when Bret Hart and Stone Cold went at it. He's to- when, uh, Was that 96 or 97? Him and Shawn Michaels, Mind Games? No, but I'm talking about... No. That was 96. When him and when uh, Mind Games was nineteen ninety eight. No, Mind Games was ninety six. So they were they still using the moniker Mind Games? Yes, they were using it. That was the uh, in your house Mind Games pay per view, where um, Michaels and uh, um, 
Mankind oh, I'm thinking, against each you know other. what? I'm just thinking that SummerSlam thing. Right. I'm not talking about, I, I mixed up two totally th- different things. What I'm saying is um, Mick Foley was capable of having good matches with The Undertaker. Right. And I don't think they needed to do that whole gimmick to have the going off the cell and the side of the cell and this, that, and the other to sell the pay-per-view. Right. I'm not saying that they were wrong for what they're doing. I'm just saying they had the ability to have a extremely capable wrestling match. And I understand the purpose of starting the match off after top after Terry Funk gave him the idea. And Undertaker, a lot of people don't know, had a broken toe at the time. Right. And he's wrestling with a, a, a damaged foot trying to put on a wrestling match. And he has already he was already having great wrestling matches right. at that point. Um but I just feel I understand why people love that match. And at the time I did love that match. But as a person who's older, I'm not I'm not eighteen years old, seventeen, eighteen years old, looking at wrestling at the OOR factor. I'm looking at the human body factor. I'm looking at the logistics. I'm looking at the fact that he had a family mm-hmm. and also that he wasn't getting paid enough to go off no fucking sell. And I understand that the fans are part of the business, but the fans is not worth him not being able to put his socks on and his wife has to now put on his shoes and put his socks on, which was showed when they did the wife swap thing. Right. So that's just one of those scenarios. Okay. Um, the other reason why I don't like the match because it's it's a gimmick match that when Shawn Michaels and Taker did it, the cell just happened to be there and these two motherfuckers put on a phenomenal match. Right. I can't celebrate a person putting himself through thumbtacks and this, that, and the other, because this led to the generation of millennials that used this match to justify their whole wrestling career with the whole... Backyard wrestling has been around since, since forever. forever. But I think when they started putting themselves through thumbtacks and tables and car windows and this and that, because they thought that was real fucking wrestling and Mick Foley with the deathmatch thing and coming out of Japan with that mm-hmm. in um, 95, 94, 95, I just feel as if McFoley had did more damage at that point and that point in the wrestling business that he did for the wrestling business. Though it was a great night. However, I gotta say this, right? And it's not really in defense of it. Mm-hmm. But as far as like the culture and the landscape of wrestling back then, up until that point, from 95 to 98, mm-hmm. I mean, when you turn to the two major American companies, you just basically got the same shit. You know, mm-hmm. WCW did their thing. WWE was doing their thing. It was like mirror image of everything. Right. However, overseas, you know, the culture of wrestling was totally different. You got a mix of everything, mm-hmm. which is something that the fans wanted to see at that time. And yes, at that time, I think that the the deathmatch style, the or the hardcore style or the garbage style, as they call it, mm-hmm. that was. I never heard that one. The garbage you know, style. Well. <laughs> That was the in that was the in thing back in back in those days with FMW mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Where you yes, which see. is which is a federation that I completely love. Right. I've like I've loved FMW because that was an alternative of Japanese wrestling. Right, it was different from New Japan. It was different from All Japan. Mm-hmm. It was different from uh, uh, whatever promotion that was running. That was actually like the number three promotion overseas. Right, but you got to see like Mr. Pogo and Ganasuke and Hayabusa and all these guys wrestle not only in these like you know unique scientific matches but you got to see them do their thing in uh these death matches the electrified barbed wire matches mm-hmm. the uh gimmick extreme gimmick <laughs> the, the matches. extreme gimmick matches you know the, the fluorescent light bulbs and all that other good goofy shit it was different the king of the death match tournaments were was was a was a different take to pro wrestling at the time and the tape traders. Mind you, so a lot of people don't deal. realize that's also all a part of the dark ages. Yeah, it was all about it was which, all a part. which was bringing the value of wrestling down at the time. Because right now, wrestling is thriving, though it doesn't have the audience with none of those gimmicks. Right. Um. Maybe with the exception of DDT and Big Japan. Now DDT, they don't really do um, death matches. Mm-hmm. Big Japan does, but we're just gonna get back to the whole thing with yeah, the Hell in the Cell I'm thing. Just saying, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, go ahead. So by taking. Foley's uh, deathmatch experience. You know what I mean? This was as close as you were going to get to a deathmatch in North America. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? You would never see 
an explosive barbed wire match inside of an arena. Of course, you know, that's in, not that's you know, not good television. Then it's not going to go down. Right. It's not happening. And it and it proved in the long run it wasn't good television for Japan. Right. So, you know, you leave it for the house shows. You leave it for the special event shows. I mean, that's what it was. I thought to me, just that particular piece, it did bring a different element to the Hell in a Cell match. And mm. although you say that, you know, it was like the worst show ever. No, I'm not saying it's the, the worst, worst show. match. It really was. It wasn't a great wrestling match. What what people are celebrating is three bumps, not not an actual match. Yeah, and they're celebrating a man borderline killing himself. It, it it looks like you know in today and I and I'm not a social justice warrior. I don't give a fuck about that social justice shit. I'm an old school generation type of guy, but it does. It's Vince really never tried to replicate it too many times after that. No, um, because at the end of the day. We're looking at the longevity and the safety of the talent in and out of the ring. But do you think Rick, Mick Foley didn't contribute nothing to the business but a but a ratings pop? And that ratings pop didn't last with him at that moment. It was still all about Steve Austin. Well, of course. And all of this because you try to outdo Shawn Michaels, and you still didn't outdo Shawn Michaels in The Undertaker. That's the crazy part. When you really look at it scientifically, and you go, if you had to match minute by minute, he they do not outdo Shawn in The Undertaker. Well- Sean, Mick Foley, totally different performers inside the ring. One, so Mick Foley should have noticed that immediately and not try to outdo Sean, but go just have a good match. Yeah, I mean everyone aspires to have good matches, but the definition of a good match has to be those two opponents inside the ring, giving it I, just I, like that. I'm definitely not questioning history, that, and then just let history dictate what right. that is. I, I mean, I get that's a lot of people's favorite match. And even McFoley says the match he had with Sean is his all time greatest his all-time match. All time favorite. So, still, the match he had with Sean was a better match versus this Hell in a Cell match, which fucked up the future of his career. It, got, it, it pretty much guaranteed him the world title, at yes. least one good run, which he ended up getting. Mm-hmm. It did guarantee him the world title. It did allow them to create some heavy-duty writing. Yes, it did. What it did to his wife and kids is unfortunate because that you know how that fell upon his family. Mm-hmm. That was an, a, a series of unfortunate events and her calling him. And it's funny how this Hell in a Cell night is documented so much in six different directions with the, um, what's that documentary that ended up coming out? The um, Not Wrestling with Shadows, but um, Beyond, Beyond the, the Mat. So you had the Beyond the Mat. You have the stories that they tell. Um, the whole night was fucked. Even Bruce Pritchard said that at the same time, what's his name's uh, significant of his partner? Uh, what's the first Intercontinental Champion? Pat Patterson. Pat Patterson's lover had died mm-hmm. on this night, so he can't. He's the agent on the match. Yeah. No one knows what's going on. Shit is just happening. You do get a surprise choke slam from Undertaker giving it to Terry Funk. Um, Terry Funk, who's no stranger to doing this to himself in his body, which is the original right. hardcore. Well, that's, wrestler. that's another thing, too. Terry Funk, of course, is another catalyst to the to the deathmatch style in North America. Mm. Because Terry knew that WCW wasn't going to give him another run anytime soon. Hell no. WWE wasn't going to give him Change a run Charlie. anytime soon. Besides that, <laughs> I mean, he and, that did, was and, a, and, he, and he did manage to win his first WWE championship, the tag team title. But it was only really to put over... The Mick new age Foley, outlaws, right, and, and and to help Foley along the way. Well, I think it was well. more something to do for, as they explained, something to do for Foley. Mm-hmm. But it was about getting the new age outlaws over because right. they were they were almost at that white hot point. Those yes. two, uh, yeah, they were, you know. But then also considering too, the contribution that Funk brought to ECW. Mm-hmm. That helped out also, right? That first pay per view because he was known for all that. He was known for all that craziness, and the fact that let's just put it like this if i can say those three letters i think it's perfect i think it's fine i can say those three letters you know as an nwa champion you know he did a lot too oh yeah you can say those three letters you know yeah. he you know he did a lot as nwa champion mm-hmm. but then it was like you you weren't going to you weren't going to see terry funk at the top of a card on the main event and like i said in WCW or no. WWE no. anytime soon. No time soon. So and that that probably is the highlight of his limited WWE career. Right. So 
And we loved it. I'm not gonna front. Everyone loved the Chainsaw Charlie gimmick. Oh yeah, when yeah, it happened. yeah, yeah. It like, was it was a fun gimmick. It was an aggressive gimmick, but it wasn't something that we dissed. We did we did truly enjoy it. I mean, it was much better than his early '84 '85 run mm-hmm. uh, when he was feuding with Junkyard and he was feuding with uh, like Santana and all mm-hmm. these other guys. But he was Terry was doing what he normally does best, and that was to help get the established WWE guys over. You right. understand? That's what that was. No, about. I, I one hundred and I, and he did a damn good fucking job at that. Mm-hmm. I'm never gonna take that away from him. I'm never gonna knock him for that. I just feel um, and you notice I'm not questioning his hardcore thing. It's I'm full. questioning just that match. Right. Um, even when he went at it with the Rock at the Royal Rumble before those chair shots, they were having a viable wrestling match, which was working. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I think Foley put too much thought into worrying about fucking Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels was coked up in a corner somewhere. He could give a fuck what you was going to do in that <laughs> ring. Um, yeah. So for you to let yourself... <laughs> Say, okay, what can I do to outdo Shawn, my, my match with right, Shawn? It's... Well, well, here's what you do. Go out there and wrestle. Thank you. You want to get better in every match? Have quality matches with all of your opponents. And what's crazy is we can't say that there's no one who can say that Mick Foley had bad matches. He really, you can't really point out a horrible Mick Foley match. No, you can't. Mick Mick Foley has told stories in all his matches, like, uh, like his WCW feud with Vader. Mm-hmm. That shit told a story. Yeah, and even saying? when Vader did the whole punch me, where they had him punch him in the face for real and he really broke his nose, yeah. yeah. They told a fucking story, and it made Vader look good. It made him look good. Mm-hmm. It definitely was one of those things where we did not question what the fuck they were doing. And how about the first time that Vader powerbombed Mick Foley on the concrete inside freaking- And made people pop. St- the studio, right? Yeah, so it, you know, you got to understand, it did work. And yeah. it was phenomenal. So I'm not going to say the match wasn't exciting at the time, but looking back at it as an adult, as understanding how the human body works now, years of of keeping myself in top shape. I got a stomach now, but at the time, years of keeping myself in top shape, mm-hmm. understanding human anatomy. You could tell Vince wished he probably went off for one more time just to get that ratings pop. So I think Mick Foley, even though he is a part of a big part of professional wrestling, it's easy to forget that that match is only celebrated for three fucking moves. Him and Triple H had a phenomenal Hell in a Cell match, and they still gimmicked it out with the one move through the top of the cage. And the thumbtacks also. And the thumbtacks, which worked, and, you know, and that was just a great match, you know? Mm-hmm. But that feud was what it was. But we'll talk about Triple H on another show. Right. But, um, and the Batista match you talked about, yeah, I would say that was fair. That was fair. I think that's when we knew Batista can really go. Um, and Triple H time, is the guy who yeah. works with the guy is the word that they say. But and at Batista that time, was the guy. And at that time, for me, I wasn't a big Batista fan because I always thought that just one day he was going to do something where he was going to injure himself severely in a match doing that Black Mountain um, powerbomb. And in I, reality, I've always called it. Like I was calling for a, like a, a I sound like you was more hoping. Because sound, yeah. your words sound more like a hope. <laughs> yeah, I, and in I reality, was kind of thinking that at that time. Wrestlers are felt more safe with Batista than most people. Well, that's true. Batista's never hurt a person that we know of, and he's he's one of those Bret Hart's who took pride and well, never hurting nobody. He did break John's neck. Yeah, but John doesn't know how to take a fuck. This is what we're talking about. John, we're talking about young John Cena, where his bumps were worse than his moves. <laughs> like Jeff yeah. Hardy, don't know how to take a proper bump yet. And you wonder why. So breaking John's neck, and it, and they still there's no proof of that fucking surgery. You know, say so was that a gimmick? I was think that it was a that, gimmick. You know, this that and the other. You know, what I'm saying like you would have broke John's neck for real, you'd have been fired. And they were the money maker of the company, and and they were both the money makers of the company at the time. But John was the king. Oh yeah, John had king and. Though they went back and forth in cells, John was still labeled as the fucking king. Right. Um, but how do you feel about this? I don't know if you've been paying attention to WWE lately with this Hell in a Cell. Um, the buildup, I'm not a fan of. Is this September? Yeah, it is. Yeah, so it is Vince said this is the worst time to have a pay-per-view, and you put your biggest gimmick on in September. Yeah. So yeah. we're just going to acknowledge that Vince said this is the worst time to promote a show. Thank you, Vince. 
yet as we're looking at the screen, he's live streaming them building the the, the cage mm-hmm. all night long. And as they put the ring together, they put the cage up first and then lifted it and put the ring together. Right. And that's happening right now live on the WWE Network. on the, not, the not, Streaming live on the WWE Network and streaming live on YouTube because you know Vince loved those YouTube views. Of course, of and course. And it's not about ratings. It's about content. Exactly. So now I pretty much I think we're going to see this on a lot of shows now. Where the day before, people were just watching it, and last time I checked, there was six seventeen thousand people, sixteen thousand nine hundred and change. Oh, okay. But so um, bad. let's let's get into this. All right. I don't want to take up people too much of people's time complaining about it. Like I said, I love the Mick Foley match. I loved it at the time, but as an adult going back, and as we th- are wrestlers with experience, the thought process is different now. At 37 years old, I don't think I would let no... I would throw a nigga off the cage, but you, <laughs> but you ain't going to have me throwing myself off the cage. Oh, man, listen. I'll jump off the side and land, but, I, you know, I do wear a two knee braces. A smart wrestler such as I will never do no ridiculous shit like that. Look, because I, I believe I don't the think safety you would first. Climb up the, I don't think you would have climbed up to the top. Fuck nah. Yeah. Like, listen, I'm thinking about a career. Okay, I'm thinking about a career that's gonna last long. If I'm gonna get banged up off of some shit, let it be something that I do legitimately. Right inside the inside the ring, let it be. If I have to be stretched out, let it be that. Maybe, but I'm not taking no fucking dive off no goddamn cage. Yeah, fuck that. So it's a uh, it's, it's it's WWE uh it's WWE Hell in a Cell 2018 card. Um. Let's start with the SmackDown Tag Team Championships uh, championship match. It is the New Day versus Rusev Day. What do you think is going to happen? We know New Day is retaining. I'm excited about this match because finally... Please explain to me. I, because number one, you have Rusev and Aiden English... A.K.A. General Zod. Going for the Tag Team Championship against the New Day. You know, that should be a shirt for him. Neil! Neil before Aiden. Yeah, if he just put <laughs> Neil, come on, everyone knows what that what movie that of comes course, from. Of course, of course, man. But um, he does look like a real-life it's, it's something. Zod. It's something different, and I'm glad that they're finally going to give these guys an opportunity to challenge for these titles. Rusev had not been in a title picture for anything for quite some time. Well, with the exception two months of, ago with, with the world title match. He had the world match. title match, yes. You know, and that was proving ground that shows that AJ can work with anybody and that Rusev can, when given the opportunity, the dude can go. He is the most over-tweener now. At that time, he was the most over-heel. Right. He's the most over-tweener now in the company. The, the way WWE is going right now, there is no such thing as heels and faces. Everyone's tweeners. You just choose who you want. They're right. not even using the word tweeners. It's not even tweeners. It's... If you think they're bad, then they're bad. Now you're leaving the fan up to choose who's the bad guy and who's the good guy instead right. of definitively telling me. When I go watch a movie, I like when they show me who the villain is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But that's is what it is. Um, I can see the new day. I can see Rusev Day winning this, but I'm gonna go with the safe pick and say New Day retains because they sell fake pancake batter and cereal. Okay. I'm looking at merchandise versus new, new day, the right move. New New Day retains, but since we're talking merch, listen, Rusev been moving a, a shitload of shirts too. Still ain't New Day, but it's baby. not new. It's not on New Day level. But he and you got to remember, Vince loved these King Coon niggas because they always said they didn't want to do this, but end up doing this. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, these KC ass dudes. But anyway, um, and I'm not gonna say that. Yeah, I am gonna say that about them. I don't bite my tongue. But in reality. I do think this is going to be a good match. Yes. Rusev is getting into a space where his stride is getting stronger and stronger, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a point where Rusev, you have no choice but to put him permanently in the world title title picture. They're going to have to do and so. And not play with him in that format right. at all. They're going to have to do so. Um, keeping it on the tag division, we have the Raw Tag Team Championship match, which is Dolph Ziggler versus Drew McIntyre, who are champions. Go, uh, I said versus Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre going up against Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. Who do you pick? I say the uh, I say Ambrose and mm-hmm. uh, Dean. I was, oh, I'm sorry, Ambrose and Dean. Ambrose and Rollins winning on DQ. Got you. And the reason why I say they went on DQ, the revival comes out and you know cost those cost those guys they, the match. Yeah, it, number one is the I haven't been paying attention to them, and I'm being honest here. I'm not going to sit here and bullshit on the mic. 
But is the revival getting any audience retention? Are they uh, artifact? Because they popped for them in the beginning, and now it's like they're lost in translation along the way. And then when they came back, when they came back, they were getting it again. But for whatever reason, I think they need to be a part of a faction. Yeah, probably so. With an extremely good leader. But now the question is, who? But I, well, I'm not going to answer that question today. But we know this. There's, there's an element missing to them, mm-hmm. and they need it. And offers of pain. They're another group who's lost in translation with them as well. So you got two tag teams that were phenomenal, right? And NXT, which proves Triple H knows how to book, and he knows how to use the people who are writing the book and direct them. But something's going wrong if they were phenomenal on the NXT roster and not phenom- and not great later on like offers of pain was phenomenal in nxt right and i think offers of pain belonged on smackdown rather than versus raw. being on raw like they're hispanic right or Samoan. no they're, they're indian those two dudes are indian yeah well i so just to, to keep it wrecking you could have put those two dudes with jinder mahal with jinder mahal or you could have put them with adrian Clint, uh amos adrian amos right okay you could have put them with that dude as uh, 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 someone paying for protection or this, that, and the other. Right. Those dudes got a phenomenal look. They're, they're, they're fast. They're they're quick. They're very agile in big the ring. Big dudes who know their bodies yeah. very well, and they can go. They're not the tallest dudes in the world, but they're some big motherfuckers. Yeah, those are some hulking ass brutes, man. Yeah, that's old school. They look like WWE turtles. wrestlers. <laughs> they look like turtles, bro. But yeah, they can go. But who are you going with? I don't like the idea. I think the they don't. Seth Rollins should be in the world title pictures, right? But they're using them to protect Roman, which we'll, is not working. We'll, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about that, that on another episode. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But um, I, I don't think, like the fact that Drew and Dolph Ziggler have the titles. There was no reason to take them off the B team. I think the B no. team should have been running with those belts because they were gaining momentum and selling shirts. And and then eventually having a feud with the Revival. Yeah, so those are the guys who should be on this show exactly. fighting. It should be the Revival versus them. And because them, Seth is over, Dean yeah. is over, Drew is, Drew is. we all know he belongs in the world title right. picture. And, you know, um, Dolph, he's over too, but. Well, I didn't mention Dolph because Dolph is, we know he's, 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 he's set. Right. So Dolph can float anywhere and be safe. Exactly. Even though he gets buried, he, he's being paid to be buried. He's go anywhere and be safe. Now, granted, this is this is uh, Dolph's second uh, run with the tag team championship. Mm-hmm. You know, of course. But do you do you think it's not to cut you off? But do you think it's hurting Drew being with Dolph? No, <clears throat> I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. I think it um it's helping. Right. You know what I mean? Because you need to level that playing field. So with the two of them together, no, I don't really see it as a. I don't see them together as um as as hurting one another. They're helping one another, right? You know what I mean? Because technically, all right, you know what? I have to agree with you. You know why? Now, when I'm looking at their names, if you separate them, they fall into roster obscurity. Yeah. If I'm using that word correct, mm-hmm. they 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 truly get lost in the roster, and we can't have that. No, because you need to have more guys. Drew McIntyre is a special fucking talent. Yeah. And he hasn't seen his potential has yet to be seen yet. I mean, other other places have shown his uh his his skill set. Yes. He's made he's made he's made some big strides with it. When he came back to NXT, he made some strides. I think even he though just that was needs like a, a new finisher. Yeah. You know, and and I'm gonna say this. Um, and we're gonna talk about finishers in another episode. I, I think that Dolph needs to do something. Not be Shawn Michaels. Um, not be Shawn. Not be Rick. But just be his fucking self. I don't think he knows what that is because WWE always buried. Dolph. Dolph. So how do how do you get to develop into who you are when you do develop something is like start over. Let Dolph fucking talk. Right. Also because he can speak. Dolph can Dolph, yeah, he could, he Dolph can cut a promo. Dolph can, can cut a promo and the guy can work. I'll put him right now in the top twenty promo cutters yeah. with, with, with between all the brands. But I want to say this about Drew McIntyre. Maybe you should give this motherfucker the razor's edge. As a finish? As a finish. You need something that shows that he's a powerhouse. The con- what, 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 what is that kick called? I don't even fucking know. Yeah, it's like a kick or a knee. It's great. That belongs on a smaller guy. Yeah. I want to see him not powerbomb, but drive somebody. So maybe he needs something like a Rage's Edge, which shows his strength. Something that shows his body, his movement, his this and that. Mm-hmm. And the Rage's Edge is a big man's move, but he, but, but he's bigger than most of the niggas on the roster. So when Absolutely. he does it, it'll look phenomenal. Yeah, I just it looks think like- he needs a new finisher. And 
I don't think that that long jacket works for him. Nah. If you're gonna put something, put a cape on him. Do something. Get a dramatic leather or cape. Just, or put a vest on him. The vests are being overdone. Okay. So I the reason why I say a cape because you can have the cape drag 20, 30 feet and let that be a part of a dramatic ring entrance. Okay. Or like, like or, Game of Thrones style. Okay. Cape. Or just come to the ring topless. Yeah. No, he needs something because he. Because he's already hairy fuck. You ever seen Game of Thrones? A little bit of it. You, ever o- see, you haven't seen Game of Thrones? Nigga, what is your malfunction? That is, let me tell you something. <laughs> that is some of the greatest writing. I, it's, one of, it's one of the best shows of this era, from what I, from what I hear Fucking and what I understand. era of television history. Dude, I, I've been writing music. That's why I don't watch TV. Well, you will be inspired by this. And if anybody who knows me... When I say that line, I like to eat what I, I like to eat what I kill in front of people. It comes from that show. That is one of the roarest. You can't fall in love with a character. If WWE had that writing, people would be killing themselves to get to the TV on Monday and went Tuesday. And I'm gonna tell you straight up and down, don't fall in love with a character. Just watch the fucking show. Do not fall in love. Everyone you love will die. And it, and and the writer is one of the greatest writers who ever done it, and I'm not gonna drag myself on it, gotcha. but that's what WWE TV should be. It should be that it mixed with love and hip hop because love and hip hop, like I've said before, know how to sell a fight mm-hmm. better than WWE. And Damn, they only sure and, it, <laughs> yo, and anyway. that's come and from what I understand, that's coming from the mind of a of a black woman. That's doing. It's that not shit. even that she's black. She's putting people together and letting real shit happen. Mm-hmm. That's all. It, I'm not even gonna say it's coming. It, She's not doing nothing. She's just making sure the camera turns on. Right. Mona Scott is not doing shit, but Mona Scott's been whipping Vince's ass for the last almost 10 years. Last Damn. Love and Hip Hop's been on for 10 years? Yeah, just about. Eight or nine. Shit. Mona Scott has been, and, and, and it's on 52 weeks a year. No questions asked. Mm. So she has the Love and Hip Hop New York. And then when that goes off, they go to Atlanta. They give it a one-week break. And then from Atlanta, they go to Miami. And then from Miami, they go to L.A. Mm-hmm. And they start all the way back from the same cast in New York. Okay. And this shit works. So this bitch had a 52-week powerhouse. And the show ratings triples and doubles after the first one-hour showing. And they run it until 5 o'clock in the morning, nonstop. The same episode for seven fucking hours. Shh. Bitch, please. I need I, Mona Scott whipping ass. All right, I can, you know what I'm saying. Take, so I, I know that. people are not fans of it, but they know they know how to give you a super trailer. They mm-hmm. know how to book a fight, and you will wait four to five weeks for that fight. And then because she doesn't want to embarrass people, she never so shows the punches connecting. Mm-hmm. So she sells a fight that you know you're not going to see. <laughs> Let's applaud this bitch for this. You get what I'm I saying? I got you. I got you. you but know, going back to it, let, let, let's get back to the rest. Who are you gonna pick to win this tag match? Ziggler, Ziggler and McIntyre, or told, Seth and Rollins? I told you that. Um, like I said, um, I see these dudes winning by DQ, man. I see them retaining as well. Yeah, these guys are gonna retain the belts, but it's gonna be by DQ, and I hope that it, the that the revival are the ones that cost them the match. So actually, yeah. So it's a DQ finish. Drew and uh, Dolph retain right. the titles, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I I, I don't know if it's gonna. Be, I I like the fact that you put in the DQ finish, so I'm just gonna agree with you and say DQ finish Dolph and McIntyre because there's no reason for Dean and Ambrose to have the titles at this point. No. Um, let's go into the next. Let's go into SmackDown again. SmackDown Women's Championship: Charlotte Flair versus Stone Cold Becky Lynch. Who are you going with? Because mm. Becky Lynch has hit her stride by mistake. But yet, I don't see they they already bet on Becky Lynch before and it didn't work. Do you see her taking that title off of Flair now? No, not because not. And the only reason why I say that they're not going to put the title on her like that at this point of the game, mm-hmm. because I believe they have a rematch. They, they they have a rematch coming up in Australia, right? And they also have the rematch at Evolution. Right. So okay, I, I see, see where this. you're going there. Becky probably wins by countout. Or, or disqualification. Or DQ, right? Right. Or Charlotte wins on DQ. Charlotte wins with DQ with something that Becky Lynch does because this is not a no-holds-bars match. Right. And you got to get them to at least a go-home show, and they need three pay-per-views with these chicks. Right. So 
that's how, that's how I look at it like that, man. I, okay. I see. I see. Uh, I see Charlotte retaining. Yeah. I don't. I, honestly, got truth. I don't see no titles moving on this whole show, but we'll talk about that. Okay. Um, women's Raw match: Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss. Ronda is not coming. Ron, with that Ronda's title. retaining the title. Yeah, we're just gonna leave that at that. Yeah. AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. Now they said it almost went to Joe at SummerSlam, but they decided not to. I don't think AJ should come off this title until WrestleMania. I want to see He's, AJ retain the title mm-hmm. because I'm banking on him versus The Miz. I'm banking on Survivor him versus series. The Miz down the road. And and the reason why I say this... Because you're looking at Miz and... Miz and Daniel Bryan. For the world title. Yeah. I think Daniel Bryan lost some of his fucking steam. I'm going to be honest with you. Mm. I'm being honest. This ain't the Daniel Bryan of the WrestleMania 30 period. Of course not. And when he got injured, it didn't. It hurt him. It hurt his popularity. But at the same time, Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. I want to see a title. I want to see that. I want to see. I want to see that. I would like to see that also. I want to see a singles match where AJ defending the title against uh, Daniel. Bryan. I want to see that at Mania as a redemption, and 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 I think him versus AJ is the best build up going into Mania. Or I can see three that way at, dance I Miz can, versus Miz versus Daniel Bryan versus AJ, AJ for the Styles, title. right? Royal Rumble, maybe, maybe. But AJ retains the title. I, I'm in, in and that's the same way I'm going. He's he's gonna get a clean win over Joe in this one and now. Then, and then mm-hmm. that'll lead into whatever they do at the um, the show in Australia. I think the show in Australia is going to be one of the biggest busts we see in a long time. And uh, I hate to sound like that. But okay. we'll talk about that on the other show. Okay. Um, Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. Brie, excuse me. Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella versus The Miz and Maurice. Daniel and Brie winning this match. I'm going to go with Miz and Maurice. They have to keep Daniel Bryan losing to The Miz in every form to get him to a world title match. See, you got to get them to WrestleMania. Yeah. But do you know why I say this? It's because... Look at them niggas spray paint in the cage. We're watching the live feed of them building the cell. Wow. And Marco's cracking a joke about spray paint in the cage. So I guess whatever they're fucking up, <laughs> yeah, they they're gotta... spray painting it and covering it up. Or they spray paint, they, they're spray painting the screws. The screws and shit like yeah, that. And all yeah. the bolts that they're putting in. I say this, right? Okay, Daniel doesn't get the pinfall in the match. Brie Bella gets it. Mm. I say Maurice gets the pin. You sure now? Because I'm gonna tell you why. You get, think about it. We have to get Brian and Miz to Mania. If he wins one match against the Miz. They blow the Rate Mania match. Okay. Remember, you had to get that good WrestleMania moment. Think like Vince. And his WrestleMania moments. Uh, Daniel Bryan finally pinning The Miz at WrestleMania. That's a, uh, uh, this violated. That's called bad acting. So yeah. let me not do that. No impersonations, me, bro. Yeah, yeah. We we learned our lessons. We're learning no, our lessons. No impersonations. No, no impersonations. impersonations. <laughs> we'll, we'll just read it we'll, just we'll, like we'll just, this. We'll just say, I see that. I see Vince's train of thought, though I do not know the man. I'm making a heavy uh, uh, assumption. Okay. That he, the, 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 there's nothing else for the Miz to do right now. And there's really nothing else for Daniel Bryan to do right now. So if Daniel Br- Daniel Bryan lost that SummerSlam, you picked Daniel to win, I picked him to lose. Because um, I always was saying he has to get the mania. And we all know the match is, right now it's really about the Miz and this. They're building the video package of the lifetime. Yes. So he returns from his injury. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you go wrestle with this? Why didn't you go do that? Why didn't you do this? You takes pinfalls. Also, we also need AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan to have one pay-per-view match so Miz can cost him a world title, which should happen around Royal Rumble time. Mm -hmm. Right? Now, if you do that, not at Royal Rumble, before the Royal Rumble, at the December pay-per-view, by doing that, if he loses, if he wins against him and Maurice, then him and his wife get the go-home moment at Hell in a Cell, and September is not a time to promote a pay-per-view. So yeah. I get where you're going with those two, but in my personal opinion, if I'm looking at the math and looking at the science, Miz and Maurice, Miz and Maurice takes the win to get them to the next match. Because you got to think about it. What do you do with these two next month? Does 
does AJ Styles go up against The Miz and he cost The Miz a world title? And then does AJ Styles go up against Daniel Bryan and he cost him a world title? You can you can, you now cover AJ for two more months. So we're in September. You mm-hmm. don't have to worry about Survivor Series because you could put Team Miz and Team Daniel Bryan. Daniel together. Bryan. Right. So what's the next pay per view? Survivor Series. Uh, in November that's Survivor Series. Survivor Series. So the next October will be the uh the show back in Saudi Arabia. Okay. And then I guess whatever well, you're branded, not have whatever branded the... show that's gonna take place mm. for the um for, for the main roster. But the the main show, the main you know I got what you're saying is gonna be the um the next Saudi Arabia so show. So what I'm gonna do is um let's only acknowledge the American pay per views. Oh, right. Which they're all but you know, the the, the stateside pay per views. Okay. So if you look at that, we have What's coming up next? So we have okay. So we got the Super Showdown in Australia. Mm-hmm. Then we have Evolution. Yep. So you're right. Let's ha- let's say something goes down there, and then you got Survivor Series, which is November. Evolution now takes place in October. Right. So they don't have to have a pay per view for the men. Mm-hmm. So we worry about nothing there. That could be Miz and Maurice, uh, Brie Bella versus Maurice one on one. Yep. Brie Bella loses at Evolution. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you got Survivor Series. Team Miz versus Team Daniel Bryan. Team Bryan, right. Right, but also I could see Team Maurice versus Team Brie Bella. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Now you're continuing the story. Right. Now we go into TLC. Somebody, let's say say Daniel Bryan goes into the world title at TLC. Miz can cost Daniel Bryan the motherfucking world title. Or it could be... Vice versa. Vice versa, right. So you would say Daniel Bryan cost him first, and then at the return at the Royal Rumble, you can have Daniel, you can have the Raw person win the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. and the SmackDown person win it at Elimination Chamber. Right. Now you put Miz and Daniel Bryan in the Elimination Chamber. Right. Let the Miz win the Chamber, go to face AJ, and then. Then you go WrestleMania, fast lane, you do what you want. Okay. That's just my personal, like, I'm not saying this is what's going to happen. This is just me playing booking game as we do all the time. Right. Um, what's next? Uh, so we're both, I'm, you're going with, I'm going to stick with your, you're going with um, what you call it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with the team, team Daniel. Team, <laughs> team Daniel, Daniel Bryant, and I'm gonna stick with Team Miz for this one. Mm-hmm. Then we have the Hell in a Cell match: Randy Orton versus Jeff Hardy. I really don't care. Neither do I, but Jeff but we, Hardy gets the win in this match. Who's the? Do any of them have belts? No, nope, no titles on the line. It's just a grudge match. It's funny how Nakamura is not on this show. He probably might be taking on our truth in the um singles match. Oh, probably a former in the- NWA World Heavyweight Champion. So anyway, so um, that's not acknowledged. Anyway, so uh, Randy Orton versus Jeff Hardy. I'm going with Randy. You're going with Jeff. Yeah. And then we have the Hell in a Cell match for the Universal Championship. <sighs> Roman Reigns versus Braun. Roman is officially cashing in his um. He cashed in his uh Money in the Bank briefcase. He cashed in the contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, and virtually, I'm gonna say this. As painstakingly horrible as this feels like salt on my tongue, I feel like a snail being tortured by table salt. As I say this, Roman Reigns retains the Universal Championship in the Hell in a Cell against Braun Strowman. You think so? I know so. <laughs> um, they have to get that briefcase off of Roman. Well, they they already did it. Because he officially cashed in like two, like two. Well, weeks you know ago. he's gonna come out with the briefcase and then. No, he doesn't. He doesn't come out with the briefcase anymore. Well, I'm saying at the pay per view they may do that because that's what they did with RVD as the official exchange. Mm, yeah, that's possible. But he handed in the uh, the briefcase on Raw to Baron Corbin. So. Right. I'm, that's what I, I, yeah, I'm, I remember all of that. I'm just saying. I guarantee you they show that briefcase for no reason. Probably at the show. Um, I'm fifty fifty. I'm be honest with you. I really think Vince need this is the time of the year and people could doubt doubt me on it but history has spoken August September and October are mm-hmm. times 
that Vince tries new fucking champions. But I uh, but we all know Royal Rumble is written on Strowman's name. Yeah. And if he's going to he Vince would love to have Roman go into the WWE Championship dropping it cuz that's his baby boy. Mhm. Um I'm going to be respectful and go with Roman Reigns because there's bigger plans for Roman and we know the world title is there for him. It just hasn't happened yet. Right. So, I mean, just that. I mean, I personally, I would love to see Braun win the title. Mm-hmm. But it ain't happening. It ain't it really not happening. And honest to God truth, I'm, I'm going to say something here, and you may disagree. What if Braun winning the title is the worst thing that ever happens to him, whether it's WrestleMania or tomorrow night? Because Braun may get the title, and then there's no one to book him up against. We're getting the same Roman and Braun shit we got all last year. And early this year, what if Braun Strowman's maybe Vince knows Braun Strowman winning the title is technically the most fucked up thing they can do, and it might ruin his fucking career. You know, That's my personal opinion. I think that uh, I'm gonna have to agree with you because who in the, who in the E legitimately besides Roman can take on and can take and defeat Bobby Braun Lashley, Strowman. but they're not booking him like of course. that. Nah, Brock Lesnar. He's he's off getting ready for UFC in February. Who else? Bobby Roode. Nah. Number one, Bobby Roode looked like he. They haven't asked him to show up to work for a while. Well, he has been there. He belongs on SmackDown. Bobby definitely belongs there, and he belongs as a fucking heel. Why can't we get Bobby Roode versus AJ? That's what needs to be done at WrestleMania. But Not WrestleMania know, or at a pay per view. But they got him playing around with Chad Gable for no reason. For no fucking reason. I'm being, it's just one of those things where I don't like the direction it's going. It, man, there's no one on the roster. So if I was to rate that entire. And if you built up Apollo Crews, Big Show, Wade Bryant would be a great feud for him. Yeah. You know? These will all be opponents that Braun can squash. And Bray should maybe Bray should be a good feud for him. You know he came from his camp, mm-hmm. playing mind games yeah. with him, this, that, and the other. That might be a, in my opinion, a popular feud for him. But for some reason, I I also see Bray in a feud with Roman for the title as well. You know which who is I would, which is which I think will probably happen. Yeah, they got to do something with him. You know what would be a great feud before we get off this uh, topic. Before we get off this, uh, gender versus gold dust. Old school gold dust versus gender. Just playing with the sexuality and his religion and shit like that. Oh, man. That would, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just that something. would be interesting. You know, and um, another thing, too, just just for the record, they're going to have to do something to get that IC belt off of Seth. Number one, that's it's hurting him. If they would have kept it on him the whole time without moving it. I would be cool, but that belt is technically hurting him right now, and I think that belt should be on. I think that belt should be on Drew. If not on Drew, it should be on Finn. I think it should be on the, the four top people: Drew, Gender, um, yes, Finn Balor's on my list. Um, or if you want to pull an audible, put it on Cesaro. Switch him from SmackDown back to Raw and have yeah, him go for the ice and belt. And put it on Cesaro. Okay. Or 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 put it on Bobby or Bo- Bobby Roode or Bobby Lashley. Those are my two. Okay. Bobby Roode or Bobby Lashley. The reason why I say Lashley is because he has a manager right now. Yeah, Leo 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 Rush. I didn't right? realize how petite that nigga was. But Leo Rush was like one of the best juniors, uh, or cruiserweights, light heavies, or whatever you want to call them. Cruise in the WWE cruisers. Yeah, they have. But I say if you put that if you put that IC belt on Bobby as a heel, yeah, and let that lead him to the world title picture, let him feud with him. I, if you want to build Bobby, that would after get, Hell in a Cell, okay, you feud him with Dean Ambrose. F- let that be the feed to Seth. Right, WrestleMania time. Let Bobby win that belt. Let the heel walk away off of Seth Rollins. Lead set, let that lead him to Roman Reigns for next year's SummerSlam. That's true. You know what I also see, too? How this will probably help him 
in this feud against Kevin Owens? Who? Bobby Lashley. Um, Kevin Owens shouldn't even be out there right now. I say move that man back to NXT and let him be the. He, they buried him. They buried Roman. That's another thing. Roman Reigns is so over that he's burying motherfuckers. Yeah, but you know, you're, I, you're feeding him. You're feeding him people, and they're not recovering from the Roman from the uh, the Braun Strowman effect. Right. I'm just saying, like, as far as um, with, because I know that the, the the story that's going on, well, the angle that's going on right now, it's uh, Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Owens. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that uh, they should have a one on one match at this pay per view as well. But that hadn't been even if it's a pre show match. Let's see how they work with each other. You right. know what I'm saying? Hey, power bomb the fuck out of them. And that's another thing. What happened to going back to the day where the big man don't come off his feet like that? Exactly. Bobby should have never came off his fucking feet to him. That should have been saved for the ending of a pay per view. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we digress. We'll talk about that on the next episode, right. uh, ladies and gentlemen. This was just our po- our hashtag pop show. Uh, which is previews, predictions, and... Previews, opinions, and predictions. Uh, previews, opinions, and predictions in that order. N- uh, not to sound like Mama D from Love and Hip Hop. But God damn it, that's going on a shirt. Yeah, well, let's not <laughs> tell them that so they don't take it. Well, <laughs> we'll save it. But anyway, um, what I was about to say, yes. Yeah, so we have that. We thank you for listening to this particular episode. This week, you'll probably get about three to four episodes from us. We're going to make sure we had two two-week breaks in there, but a lot of stuff was being taken care of. Word. But um, we're going to make sure we, we give you guys three to four days worth of uh, content to feed off of. Um, if you have any questions, email uh, team ddod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can find myself. I will put the links in the description on iTunes and Google Play in the description box to find myself and Mark Morell on Twitter and Instagram mm-hmm. and other social media platforms. We have a few other projects coming out. Mark Morell has told me he has written the intro for the show. We'll get that taken care of in a few weeks instead of you guys getting a cold open. And that's pretty much it. We hope that you enjoy the Hell in a Cell show. Yeah. Today is the 15th. Yeah, today's the 15th. This is the 15th. This show will go up tonight on the 15th. Mm-hmm. So please appreciate appreciate us taking the time and editing the show and getting it up. Uh, like I said, follow us on our social media platforms, which we will be putting in the description box, and tell us what you think on the show. And we're going to start putting the video content on YouTube, though YouTube has fucked us since the beginning on all our shows we're going to go through the ugly phase of no views to thousands of views in no time. So give us time to rebuild that YouTube page. Absolutely. Thank you so much, and we appreciate you guys.